Are you a fan of movies? Yeah, yeah. I like me, some movies. Me too. Big movie guy here. <laughs> Whenever I'm thinking about what I want to do next, the answer, mm-hmm. it's movies, my friend. If I'm going to stare at something for 90 to 140 minutes, yeah, <laughs> it's probably going to be a movie. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Movies. Movie, yeah. What's the tenth time? Oh, I don't know. Ceiling of the dentist's office if I'm getting surgery. <laughs> um, maybe like a road. You know, if I'm going the same direction, sure. I'm looking at the same road for ninety to 140 uh, minutes. I don't know if I've ever looked at a book for more than ninety minutes straight, but probably. Sometimes um, I close my eyes for eight <laughs> hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my quest to watch all of the oscar nominated films yes sometimes you have to take one for the team yep you gotta watch one that you're not especially excited about yeah there's some turds out there and in the last couple weeks i have watched uh, the last month i'd say i've watched two of them Mm -hmm. i watched ford versus ferrari yep which uh is the ultimate dad movie yep and i also watched the help which is the ultimate Try and convince the Academy you're not racist movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess kind of succeed because they got some yeah, nominations. They, yeah, they succeeded somebody. Uh, but both of them are a huge drag. They're yeah, just boring. I've only seen one. Which one I did saw you saw the s- help. Okay. I, I got the help on disc from Netflix. Wow, that it was long one ago. Of the, one of the last movies I ever got on disc, yeah. I believe, only because Jessica Chastain was in it. I assumed that was it. That was 100% of the pitch. Yep. Bryce Dallas Howard, also cool. I also like to see her on a big screen in front of me. Yeah. But that really didn't factor into it that much because I was already on board. I mean, really a great cast. Yeah. It's amazing how many people they got in there who are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Viola Davis, mm-hmm. Emma Stone. Yep. Uh, both Bryce Dallas Howard and her twin Jessica Chastain. Yep. Shoot. What's the Octavia other? Spencer's in it, right? Octavia Spencer. Yep. yep. She's great. I actually like her probably the most out of everybody in the movie. Yep. And Who and Jessica is, Chastain is also very good. Yeah. Who's the, Emma like, Stone's mom? Oh, Allison Janney. Yeah. Yep. Yes. She's good. So and yeah, it just keeps going. Yeah. There are just so many people in it. It's nice but, to have an actor's showcase for uh, a bunch of different women. Yeah. Truly. That's cool. You don't always get that. Unfortunately, it's not that great of a movie. <laughs> uh, it's it's a movie that. The, the entire premise revolves around a prank uh, <laughs> that a pie yeah. is has poop in it. Yep. A poop pie. <laughs> that is... That is literally the crux of the film. Yeah, like pretty the much. In, the, in, the only way that they get it away with it... It could be argued that her writing the story also was... No, because she couldn't have released it unless... That's true. That's unless, what it's, it's what allowed her to put yes, in all the details. To stop her the the retaliation yes to stop them from claiming that it's actually from this specific town yeah it's it's incredible that's the entire crux of the plot is that (laughs) is that someone a former maid got her former employer to eat a pie with her own poop in it yep and everything else spins out from there (laughs) 
it's funny because when I saw the movie, yeah, as I said, I went in on very little information or argument. Yes. Right. And so I'm watching this and I'm like partway through and I'm like, I, I, I know this is based on a book. Is it like a true story or something? And then I know it's, you know, like people are talking about it like it's a big deal, you know, like it yeah. seems like a true story type of situation. And they got to that. I'm like, no, there's there's no way this no. actually happened. Nope. <laughs> and, you know, I would have heard about this before now. That is actually this was a major part of American. Yeah, culture. <laughs> that is actually the one thing I knew about the movie. That it was, wasn't true? No, that, oh. that there's a poop pie in oh. <laughs> And I did yeah. not realize it would be the whole thing. Yeah. It, I thought it was just it was going so to pivotal. be... Yeah, truly. It, <laughs> I just can't get over that they yeah. made an entire movie out of it. It is kind of weird to have... I mean, there probably aren't that many movies where the movie hinges on a prank in any capacity. You know? Like... Maybe like some I'm like a revenge, like Revenge of the Nerds or something. Probably does. That is very heavily prank based. Or like uh, a can- like um, fat fat camp heavyweights. Heavyweights. I feel like that's very prank based. Very prank heavy as well. Any any camp movie. Yeah. Is usually it very might prank hinge based. on a prank. But um, but this is maybe the most serious that I can think of. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the only one that's been nominated for as many Oscars as it had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah incredible it's pretty good uh that being said the movie not worth your time great unless you're completist like me and you have to watch all of them yeah uh likewise ford v ferrari you weren't into it huh boring boring film it's too bad i didn't get around to it and everybody else i talked to liked it it's it's one of those movies where if you see it in the theater under the premise that i have to watch all the oscar movies this year you'll be Mm -hmm. like ah pleasant movie sure but if it's that's most Oscar movies. If it's divorced from the idea that you... That you accomplished something. That you accomplished <laughs> something for that year and you can have an opinion on the nominations. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, it's just not that great. That's like, ultimately, name. the tension isn't really there. Okay. Even if... Because you know that they wouldn't be doing a story about it if they weren't at least somewhat sure. successful. yeah. And there is a twist at the end, kind of. Sure. But doesn't matter like didn't didn't hit you no the stakes just aren't there ultimately it's it's whether or not it's them trying to triumph over the marketing guys or you know like like the sure. like the suits yeah but i just don't care did you i mean was it and i don't like, care about cars either well, so yeah that doesn't help does it did it was there parts of it that were fun i mean christian bale's character is pretty great mm-hmm. he's just like a kind of a nut job yeah a real risk taker he gets to like actually have his british accent good for him hell yeah doesn't happen all the time yep but that's kind of it matt damon's fine everyone's fine Mm -hmm. there's like one bad guy who's like slimy in like a fun way Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't matter i think it'll be like a sunday afternoon on tnt classic oh it's the ultimate dad movie yeah dads will love it but they do have a a part during the race they narrate it like they're reading off the Wikipedia page. <laughs> they have to say like five times, like he has he has to pass him, and then he has to get entire another lap around to catch up. Yeah. Just so descriptive, <laughs> just the most obvious exposition. When it's like we don't need that. Yeah, not in that way. Yeah, they hit you over the head with it. They do. It's just lazy. The moment it just is upsetting when you realize how dumb the Academy is. Yeah. And, you know, I keep thinking, well, yeah, I mean, Parasite won last year. That's cool. 
But nope, some of these ones are still going to get nominated. Yeah. There just aren't enough ones that are still commercial enough for the Academy to even consider and also artistic enough that it's actually good. So it's just like that. It has to just end up being that mid tier where it's like a dad movie. Yeah, where it's just like, like it's not overtly like dumb or whatever, but it's just nice. Yeah, honestly, like what is what's the point of making this though? Like what what is it saying? Nothing. It's not saying anything. That's something what's so about, upsetting. Something about, it about craftsmanship. These are all artists, right? They all care about that. Not like the the, the car. No, you're right. Artists, That's totally like, it. That's what the academy wants. Yeah, they want to be Such told they're bummer. doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Why am I doing this to myself? Is really the question. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do I need to see all these Oscar movies? Yeah, you don't. I don't. But uh, at the same time, I mean, I, I do. We are. Two people who, you know, regularly will be, you know, spouting off about this kind of thing. So it's good to, like, be able to keep it up in that way. That's true. You know, but, like, I guess, you know, you could say we're... It's not like we're doing anyone a public service, though, because it's not like there's anybody out there who, like, is just fully on board. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe it's just... I just want to be a completionist. But yeah. that means I'm going to have to eventually watch, like, The Theory of Everything. Which to me looks like the worst. It's you're not gonna watch all of them. There's like so many of them. I know. No, I mean like in the 21st century, I can at least hit all those. Okay, that's a little easier. Yep. So there's probably at this point probably less than 20 that I haven't seen. Yeah, that's doable. Which I think is impressive for me to hit that yeah. many. Somewhat. I don't know. Yeah. Then the question is, do you want to keep it going? Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I just mean like they're going to just keep making them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I I would like to ultimately, I think my goal would be to watch all of them back to the year I was born. Yeah. So everything back to 1986. It gets easier. That's the thing is that it gets so much easier 2008 and back because they only had five noms. Yeah. So then it gets down to like, I've seen three of these. I haven't seen two. Yeah, but once you get before like 1993, yeah, you, there's I, a lot of turds. Yep, and a lot of like very long ones that like you already know going in have not held up. Like that sure. nobody talks about them anymore. Yeah, totally. I've I had that with just watching the winners. Oh yeah. So it's like like you ever seen Gandhi? Gandhi's long. <laughs> that came out in '85, so I don't have to watch <laughs> yeah, it. So you're cool. So I'm good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah chariots of fire you're gonna have to watch that or is that before nope, that's before. before too yep oh man i'm good to go turns, I, out, my, turns out i'm the idiot my cutoff year is perfect <laughs> yeah. um i have seen all the winners up until night through 1998 mm-hmm. and then i then once i see titanic i'll have seen them all through 1990 uh, yeah. well through 96 because then i'll have to watch the english patient oh yeah <laughs> and then yeah. uh and then i'll get back to like 91 or sure. something like that yeah. so yeah, you know, I'm getting there. Like, it's yep. slowly but surely making my way back. And uh, it sucks, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, why do I put myself through this? I don't know. I think um, it probably... Do you think you have a little bit of a thing of, like... I don't know. I am personally a little bit... Um, not, I'm, like, surprised that you didn't think Ford versus Ferrari was good. Sure. But just, like, everybody else who I've heard was basically, like wasn't blown away yeah it was fun you know or like it was good mm-hmm. but it's not you know schindler's list or whatever right. it's like they're trying to make a movie that's like 
of this caliber, but not like a blatant Oscar bait sob fest, whatever, yeah. you know? Yep, totally. So like, do you think, do you think you ever have it where, um, cause I know I'm susceptible to this mm-hmm. of basically the high school book report syndrome of like, you have to watch something. So it sucks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, but yes and no. I was interested in Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. I just didn't like it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's not able to be disliked. I haven't seen it. But, you know, I just can't imagine, like, for example, this is a little different thing. Yeah. But, like, when I was going through all of these, if I'm watching, like, Chariots of Fire, yep. right? Yeah. And I'm, or actually even better is the English patient. Okay. All I knew about the English patient was the joke they make about it in Seinfeld. What's that? Elaine goes to it with somebody, I think. Anyway, the joke is that it's like interminably long. Ah, got it. And insufferable. Like and insufferably, um, I can't think of the word for it, but you know, weepy Oscar bait essentially. Because yes, totally. it's this guy who like crashes his airplane and this woman like nurses him to health. And that's like the whole movie. Wow. Okay. So, and it's super long. So, um, Sounds a little much. It is a little much. That's all I knew about it. So, like, going into it, it helped that it was Ray Fiennes, who I like yeah. a lot. He's, like, one of my favorite actors. Yep. But still. I just... I, I can't imagine putting myself in the mindset of somebody who, like, was going to it on a date in 1992 and knew very little about it. E- versus yeah. Versus me, who was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> you know, like, I might have liked it a lot better. Yeah. Oh, if, for sure. Like, I was in a situation where I was hoping to have a good time. Well, clearly some of these like strike for a good reason, like really strike people. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I don't know. Is there, so kind of in this vein, is there a movie that is like a, a big important one in the Canon Mm -hmm. that you're like, I haven't seen this and someday I'm going to see it, but somehow I just keep not seeing it. I'll give you an, I'll give you my example. Yeah, go for it. My example is Lawrence of Arabia. Oh yeah. And the reason is I've wanted to watch it a few times. Yeah. And you demanded <laughs> that I yeah. do not watch it until I see it and able to see it on a big screen. Yeah, cuz I bought way. it on Blu-ray like 4 years ago. Yes. So And your Blu-ray player doesn't work. No, neither you know. So, you so know, one what? of these days I'm going to watch <laughs> you it. Just watch it at this point. Well, plus, now I plus now you had a really bad TV. Yes, I had a terrible TV. That now actually a, would have been upsetting if you had watched on like a twenty-inch TV. Yeah. Now I have a big TV. Yeah. I have a fifty-inch TV, and every streaming can, service is basically Blu-ray quality. Yes. And so now <laughs> I can watch Lawrence of Arabia how it's meant to be seen. Yeah. I actually have a good one of that. In that, so it's not on that level probably of popularity. Sure. But one of the last Akira Kurosawa movies is called Ran. I've I don't heard know, of it. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced because it's like a Japanese yeah, word and yeah. it translates to something else. Um, but it's like one of the last movies that he did and it was on my Netflix queue for like seven years and they never had it. Oh, like It no. was like literally number one. Actually, it was number two behind a different movie that had the same situation. Yeah. And I'm just like, so one of these days they're going to buy a copy of this and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yep. I'll finally like, get to see Ran. And it's never been on any streaming site to this day. Not that I've seen at least. Um, and I probably could find it now. You could probably find it on the Criterion. I just, collection. yeah, I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. I, I kind of like that's when I, that's haunted you forever though. Yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, one day I'll get there. Yeah. I don't have that many other ones. I guess Beauty and the Beast. 
Oh, the animated one? The first one, yeah. The original. Never saw Wild. it. The Disney one, I mean. Uh, um, yeah. Never, never got around to it. And that, Didn't that get nominated for Best Picture? I think it did. That's a weird one. It is. So I think... I don't know. I guess I just always pictured that like I would start dating someone who'd like make me watch it or whatever. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'll save it for that. Uh, you know, it just hasn't happened. Just hasn't so. happened. <laughs> that's that's a that's a good one. I pretty much just did nothing but knock out this thing <laughs> specifically. For, yeah, like, that's true. Uh, quite a few years. That's why I have talked to you about this in the first place. I guess. Yeah. I have a bunch that I'm just not gonna see. I'm not gonna see City Lights. Sure. Or whatever yeah is there one that you like refuse to watch oh yeah all the charlie chaplin ones i'm just like no got boring. it i watched like it doesn't I even have I, to be necessarily i think i watched Oscar one or but and yeah um just like a movie that you're like i'll never watch this i have no interest in watching the exorcist oh interesting that doesn't look interesting to me yeah that makes sense that's not any other ones one. i can think of off the top i don't of have an interest in so i've mentioned this before but i i hate movies about drugs i think they're the least interesting type of movie of all time i've i've seen half of requiem for a dream and i'll never finish it fair um and also kind of along that vein i have no interest in seeing scarface oh okay yeah uh mainly because of the weird stereotypes surrounding it of just like this is what meatheads put up in their (laughs) dorm room like poster yeah yeah it doesn't appeal to me. I, it's no, I'm sure yeah. it's better than that. It's got a little bit of a Fight Club thing going on. Yeah, where it's like it is better than that, but like, uh, the meatheads aren't on to nothing. You know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, it, it's it's very much. It kind of reminds me of um, like Goodfellas or something a little bit. Sure. Not as good. Got it. You yeah, know? that's kind of the thing. Or if something is like really done the same thing but better it's tough to convince me that i should watch the worst version of it yeah it, it's mostly different just because of the culture of miami oh uh, sure you okay. got to be into probably into al pacino yeah um uh, michelle pfeiffer's his girlfriend she's you know cool yeah that sounds fun. that kind of thing you pretty much get it i think yes de palma is like a interesting director oh, yeah, and you stuff. do like de palma I yeah but that. that's not one of them that's like the most interesting mm-hmm. you know i feel like that that he um kind of played it pretty straight in that one yeah it seems like not very stylized yeah one other one i actually am looking through the biggest box office stuff oh yeah and uh one that i'm it's this this actually hits a couple of them and i'm terrified that i'll have to eventually watch this to complete the list of the oscar movies yeah uh bohemian rhapsody oh yeah uh, i don't remember if you saw that video going around of how bad the editing was yeah but uh, I have no interest in a movie directed by Brian Singer anymore. No. Nope. I have no interest in seeing Rami Malek try and play this, doing everything but actually singing. Yeah. And I have no interest in Hollywood's like sterilized version of Freddie Mercury and how actually interesting he was. Sure. And also that type of movie in general just the music biopic like why do we need to keep doing this not interesting we have a whole episode on it if you want to check out the (laughs) i biopic episode yeah uh where we talk about i tanya and how great that is and how yeah anytime they actually have something to say it's good yep there are very few that i've ever enjoyed i will say i'm sure we talked about the only thing we did it about i did like the brian wilson one obviously because i love love and mercy was brian wilson and the music of the beach boys but past that, I can't imagine listening to 
most music and being like, I wonder what this person's deal was. Yeah. I never cared. No. <laughs> like the Ray Charles one is interesting, but I had no interest in his music. It was mostly interesting because like, you know, he was how blind to blind and, guy navigate this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of, well, and especially with music stuff like that, mm-hmm. like walk the line pretty much played the whole thing straight. And then immediately, like the next year, or maybe two years <laughs> after, Walk Hard came out. Yeah, and they should have never released another movie about a musician after that. Oh yeah, like never. I wonder if they took a break for a while. Were, I'm sure there, there I, were I, ones. Someone, coming out. someone needs to look into that. Yeah, if if that like stopped them for a <laughs> I few feel years, like they probably had like a streak of like. I would be embarrassed to release it, it, a a movie about a musician it after did, it that. It did awesome powers to uh, the whole concept. Yes, actually, <laughs> that's a perfect comparison. <laughs> they had to stop making James Bond movies. Right, they had to take a break from James Bond because it skewered Oops. it. Well, and the, the funny thing is that they did release James Bond ones after Austin Powers, and they were all so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah let's let's shift this a little bit because now yeah. i'm just like thinking about it is there a movie that you started and then stopped and then you'll never come very back? very few volver i, oh, I stopped in the middle penelope of penelope cruz so boring Oof, Un- just interminably bad yeah actually strangely enough another spanish movie uh i can't remember what it's called it's got javier bardem in it mm-hmm. beautiful yes hated it interesting unwatchable and then the third one francis ha i've had several people be like borderline upset about it i have to admit something yeah i also stopped francis ha about half an hour in (laughs) i couldn't watch it i was having trouble it was hard to watch i feel like i'm gonna come back to it eventually maybe i won't (laughs) i've just decided i have to get through one movie by noah bombach (laughs) just to say that i've seen one yeah but i just don't like noah bombach seems like an alien Mm -hmm. i just he has no perspective that i can relate to yeah his entire thing is basically like i grew up rich in new york and every person i do a movie about is rich and in new york and they have a life that is so alien from yours that why should i care Sure. You know, and but and yeah. and, and it's just a life of privilege and the thing is that they're sad. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. I'd imagine there's more to it than that, but I couldn't say. Couldn't say either. <laughs> cuz like and I guess the Frances only Ha herself like the character is she's, not cuz her I think she's around people like that. Yes. She's trying to like break into it. But my whole takeaway from that whole movie, the only thing I could even think about or pay attention to was how embarrassing everyone's conversations were. Yeah. Because, like, it was almost as if they took real conversations mm-hmm. and about how real conversations frequently kind of just don't go anywhere or people make jokes that aren't funny. Yeah. And I'm like, did this guy do, like, just publish his first draft? It's very. That he literally made, like, talking into a recorder. Mm-hmm. Like, it's also very this? girls before girls where it's like. Oh, this this woman's kind of embarrassing, and she just doesn't realize how embarrassing she how er, how embarrassed everyone else is for her. Yeah, and it's it rough. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe with <laughs> so, someday I'll get back to it. I was gonna say like the second Fantastic Beast movie. I made it like twenty minutes in, and I was like, Oh yeah, what what's going on? I, I don't even start that one. But Francis Ha is a much better one, and I'm so <laughs> glad. Yeah. I'm so glad that you also stopped it. Yeah, actually, another funny one is Battleship Potemkin. 
Oh. Are you familiar with that at all? Oh, only that... It came out in the 20s. Yeah, And they really basically is the guy who invented, like, editing. Oh, He invented, like, editing... His name was Eisenstein, I think, or Eisenstein. He created the idea of editing different things together to create, like, meaning. Yeah. Which is, like, incredibly basic. And so when you're watching it, it's just, like, very boring. It feels like nothing's happening. Okay, interesting. And it's just, like, taking unbelievably long to develop like any sort of understanding of what's happening because so it's like, like an art yeah movie at the i mean point. i think it was a legit movie at the time you know yeah for like, sure and, and the other thing is the other thing is it's like it was a russian movie in like 1922 okay so it's like propaganda yeah kind of yeah totally i mean it's about like world war one or something or like the revolution or something sure so like yeah <laughs> I, you only get funding uh, in, 19, in the 1920s in the Soviet Union if you're probably making a movie like that. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of like other ones I have. I'm like, the only reason I even remember those so well is because it's such a rare thing for me. Like, yeah. If I get partway through a movie and it sucks, I'll maybe pay attention to it less. You'll keep going. I'm pretty stubborn on like, I need to make sure this is bad. Yeah, for sure. Especially just because there were so many movies that I was watching for so long where the point of me watching it was to like either, well, now I guess to review it, but also like at the time I was trying to develop an understanding of like all of where all this stuff came, comes from and like, you know, different like directors and movements and stuff. And, like, why do people think this is a big deal? And so, totally. like, if it was a movie that people... Like, if I'm watching uh, some other movie I hate, oh, like, La Ventura or whatever, like, some French thing. Sure. There's a lot of European movies that I just hate. And so, That's if I'm, like, so halfway funny. through them and I'm trying to, like... I'm going to keep watching because I'm like, you know what? People care about Boonwell or whatever. Yeah. I'm only going to watch, like, two of this guy's movies. I'm doing two and then I'm calling it. Yeah. If they're bad. That's you know, fair. So totally. I'm gonna finish them because that's so I'm funny using because that's, it as an excuse to never watch another one. That's why I'm so into watching not only these Oscar movies but uh, a lot of the like the box office list of like the best box office ones, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that's really broken out. I'm I'm always intrigued because I always want to see like why did this why was this so big? Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone the other day about Beverly Hills Cop mm-hmm. and how Beverly Hills Cop was the number one the biggest box office for an r-rated movie until passion of the christ yep almost 20 years yep of being the biggest r-rated box office draw yeah completely insane yeah just so much money but you gotta like you would have no idea why eddie murphy was a big deal if you hadn't i mean you you could kind of gather yeah but if you didn't see that that was like the eddie murphy movie and to watch it you're like oh this guy is like the whole movie yes he is the movie yeah and that set the tone for all comedy i think not all comedy but like any movie similar to it in the eight for the rest of the 80s yeah just like 48 hours did before that you know what i mean with him too you pretty much had, you can draw the line from yeah. from beverly hills cop to lethal weapon probably yeah and lethal weapon was also huge you know what i mean all yeah. these big action comedy franchises yeah and that's like it was actually really interesting. So before I was, we started doing this podcast. I was doing it as a blog for a little bit. That's right. I didn't really publish that much of it. Some of it I was just like, I. So anyway, I was just kind of trying to like 
come up with any sort of like cohesive ideas from all yeah. the movies I had watched. Yep. And like there were so many things that that I didn't even think that much about until I kind of tried to actively put it together. Yeah. Just things about like what kinds of movies people made, mm-hmm. like and just how it is so trend based. It is. And they're just trying to chase their previous successes over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Until some person accidentally makes something different. Right. Or like, you know, things kind of get stale or whatever and they find some TV star and have them make a movie. Well, I'm just and I'm just looking through the list right here mm-hmm. still and I saw Rush Hour and it's like, well you can draw the line from from Beverly Hills Cop to Rush Hour as well. Yeah. And you can weave it through all these other movies and it's just pulling in the influence from they're just literally combining you know, like let's have a fast talking cop yeah team up with uh an action person and it was probably even older than that oh absolutely but like but you you gotta <laughs> assume that if when they're ma- when they were making rush hour they're trying to match the tone of beverly hills cop or of uh, something yeah or of uh lethal weapon yeah or whatever you know what i mean like or at the very least they have it in mind when they're pitching it yes i think a lot of it comes down to because like somebody like an eddie murphy could probably be enjoyed doing anything of course so a lot of it i think just comes down to what you can pitch yes successfully to star power to all the rich guys Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's a lot of it yeah because i I think a lot of these people kind of don't really care what type of movie they make they can just fit their ideas into anything totally well and then i keep scrolling here and i see the heat Mm -hmm. with uh melissa mccarthy and sandra bullock yeah same thing just like they decided just like let's just you know do the gender swap let's roll it back. but like you know there's a, gonna be a million cop movies but you can all trace them back to the root of like what made it popular you know kind of in the same way that like you know like unforgiven made it viable to keep doing westerns yeah in the 90s you know i think part of it isn't really that like i think part of it is that people just want to see these t- same types of things all over all sure. the time yeah and it's just like how do we convince that like the time has come to make another one yeah you know? totally because <laughs> i yep. think or i mean even even like aliens coming out and everyone taking action movie editing from aliens you know yeah it's cool to see it going back and like looking at the big stuff you don't necessarily have to like like what i'm doing of watching through all the oscar movies uh-huh. what does that tell you not much you know it would tell me a lot more is if i would go back and watch the top 10 or even top five box office draws of every year yeah and that, well, would, that was the thing. that would tell me more about the the arc of yeah. where movies came from and are going yeah than anything else well when i was doing that blog that's what i kind of found out is because i did multiple uh ones about like a certain year or whatever and yeah it's like 1980 and i'm like okay so this movie and this movie and this movie all came out i saw all those and like what is this movie that came out that was the third highest money earning movie how did i not know about this yeah why i've never heard of it yeah and i would watch it because i feel like i don't i feel like i can't understand what went on unless i watch this movie yes and sometimes they were just really weird Mm -hmm. um and you start to understand why not every movie is something that people continue to talk about yeah exactly (laughs) it just didn't matter but at the time there wasn't anything else going on and sometimes i think um a movie will catch people's attention for reasons that the people who made the movie didn't expect yeah and so like like for example um you'd have a movie that would just like blow up and people would be like what is it about this movie that people like or whatever and they look at it and it 
kind of just turns out it was like, oh yeah, because there weren't that many movies that were just for kids. Right. You know? And so it's like, it doesn't have, or like, you know, movies starring like women or something. And so it's like, yeah, it has nothing really to do with the, a lot of the elements of the movie that they tried copying for mm-hmm. years afterwards. It's kind of just... Uh, like, why did the Fast and Furious movies get so big? Who's to say? <laughs> you know, just just had, you know, Vin yeah. Diesel kept doing his thing and uh, they brought in The Rock and that's all it took. Yeah. And now it's... Yeah, just like... We got to watch those at some point. Oh, do we have to? I don't know. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> no but, idea. You know, just stuff like that. I'm just looking through the list again of just like Mamma Mia just becomes like an inter- international hit. Well, that's easy to explain. It's because ABBA rules. Yeah. But <laughs> bigger a bigger hit than anyone would ever think. You know what I mean? It's like 159 on the top box office of all time. Yeah. That's incredible. You definitely run into inflation problems on that list, though. Yeah, it's true. I'm looking at this, and there's a I mean, lot is, of new isn't ones. is Shrek 2, like, number 20? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, It's you know. definitely up there. All the Transformers movies are probably in there. Actually, Shrek 2 is number 60 at this point. Oh, wow. But, yes, Transformers are definitely on there. The The top one I have not seen. I haven't seen uh, Titanic at number three. The new Lion King at number seven. That's one I'll never watch. Yeah. Fast and the Furious 7 at number 9 and Frozen 2 at 10. Mhm. Wow, these are really depressing when you when you look through it like that. I mean, it's fine. It's just like I mean, you're just going to get a bunch of ones that are for kids. That's really it. Or teens or do whatever. You, do you want to watch the Minions movies? <laughs> is really the the question there. Look, I think what what we're reaching here. Yeah, bring bring it home for us. Let's bring it home. This has really got it rambly. That's okay. I just wanted to. Um, I just wanted to ramble about movies for a little bit. For bringing it home, look, these lists are all just suggestions. That's true. Especially, I mean, it is relevant about what people like, but there's really nothing to be learned from most of that. Because what do kids like? Whatever the last thing you showed them. Really. <laughs> yeah. There's probably some reason why the kids grasped onto Tangled. Or, I mean, Frozen instead of Tangled. Yeah. Or, you know, Shrek instead of whatever else was around at the time of Shrek. But, a, bu- a Bug's um, Life. Yeah. I don't know. I like... No, okay, you're you're almost there. I like where you're yeah. going. Yeah. The answer is that there is no definitive canon. No. There's no, there's no thing that demands that you have to watch a certain movie over another. And maybe this is more a message to us than anyone because... We are the two people that would probably be more likely to watch a movie because it's on a list. Yeah. But you never have to feel guilty for not having seen something. Oh, yeah. And especially, you know, even if like we're reviewing a movie, who cares? You don't have to watch it. Also, advertising exists. Yes. (laughs) True. Right. Exactly. I mean, these lists are incredibly manipulated. Totally. Even, Even the Academy stuff is like... Yeah. The last 20 years of that have just been up in, you know, or at least 15 of those 20 years were, what did Harvey Weinstein decide to spend money on? And, advertising and I'm to? watching, a, there's a series on YouTube going through all the best actress Oh, yeah. You'd mentioned wins, that. Mm-hmm. And like, they go through like the year and like all the different nominees and kind of what they had going for them and against them and like how it all went down. Yeah. And it seems like a majority of the time it comes down to some kind of external thing, you know, just like 
what people thought of this person. Yeah. Like their career arc that you would have no idea going in if you weren't around at the time. And it's not like, you know, obviously that's, that's of which nominee wins. Yeah. So it's a little bit of like, you know, they're all pretty much equally good at that point. Yeah. But it's like, I think that just happens over and over in every boardroom where they're deciding what movie to make in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. And what money, which movie they're going to give money to, like what their budget is going to be, like all this stuff. Right. And it's like, I think there's a reason why anybody would be going through these lists and finding a bunch of turds. (laughs) Yeah. Because like every movie that gets made, you have... Let's go through all the ulterior motives that you could possibly have, you know, just like what they think they can make money off of, uh, whether or not they like the director personally. Yeah. You know, just like different people's just like very outward things about like their identity or like, Mm -hmm. you know, how they come across, how old they are. Yeah. Whatever. What other movies came out of the same style and whether or not they bombed. Yeah. You know, and it's just like. By the time you actually get through all of that and get a movie actually made with a good enough budget, yep, you're coming down to about 10 movies a year yeah, that are even considerable for the Academy. Like, There's a reason, I think, why they narrowed it back down to five. Because it's like... I mean, obviously, part of it was voting weirdness. But yeah. like, I just think there's, there's a certain point where they're just like, ugh. Do we really want to nominate these movies? Yeah. This is well, making us look bad. That's that's why you can have up to 10 still. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's up to 10, but you can have as low as 5. Yeah. Like it just depends on votes. So like in the past years we've had 8 or 9. A couple yeah. years we've had 10, but sometimes it'll just be 8. Yeah. So I just think I think there is basically about 10 movies a year that are even that even slide into the academy standards of what they want a movie to be. Yes. And it's like to go from that in a, in a to go through that whole process with the year 1988. Yeah, it's a mess. Right, totally. <laughs> and then you wouldn't get a chance. Like if you're just looking at what the Academy is doing, you'd never see. You'd never be able to watch Total Recall. Yeah. Or Predator. Yeah. Or Terminator or anything starring Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and like nominate it, Arnold for an Oscar. Yeah. No. And it's not about the the we you know, we've obviously railed before about the Academy specifically, but I think in this situation it's more about almost any list that you could come up with. Yeah. Of movies which are are considered by someone to be essential. Like Francis Ha, for example. Yeah. I think that's a great example a bunch of, of people, one it's not on an, on on a lot of specific lists other than lists of people who really thought that movie was very moving to them. Yeah related a lot to them uh they thought it was good for some reason yep i can't do it and i think but uh, i don't don't have to feel guilty for that no because that's the thing is that i think we are used to thinking of these movies as being you know good or bad yeah right versus like um you know to think of them as being like award worthy or not right which is basically dumbing it down to the movie that the most people liked yeah and it's like i think it's good for there to be movies that some people really like and some people really hate yeah definitely like i'm sure a lot of my favorite movies are ones that and that's why (laughs) it's funny that's why i think when we were going to start doing this podcast i was like "Eh." because i'm like 
because I, I think I know on one level that like people just like different stuff. Of course. And like, who cares if I liked it? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, that doesn't mean that much. Other like, I guess if you're me, you should watch it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Uh, and that's why, like, I think but making I think, recommendations is the hardest part. Yes, but I think for us, like, it's it's more fun to use movies that we love as a jumping off point for large for discussion on just everything else and, and that's why i think they're yeah. so powerful and cool yeah. is that like if it does connect with you in a specific way it's just this shortcut to talking with someone about stuff that's important to you yeah and i think that's why i would rather talk about a popular movie that i don't like yeah than a, a unpopular movie that i do like because like if I'm trying to understand the world around me, I can actually, I can draw something up from a movie that only I like. Like that's interesting in a different way. And that I can figure out something about myself probably. Yeah. But like, if I'm trying like, you know, that's not that there's a limit to how interesting that is to me. And there's definitely a limit to how interesting that is to people who aren't me. Right. So like, I think it's more interesting to look at like, why did everybody go for this? It's like it's like describing your own dreams. Yeah. Versus I would, describing yeah. a common experience. Yeah, exactly. Like if everybody's having dreams about like not being able to find their locker. Yeah. That is more interesting to me than just me having that dream or yeah. me having whatever other weird dreams that I have. Right. So, so, yeah, I think not that we have like but then yeah, again, uh, we're not going to do Shrek 2. No, nope. it's for children. We don't need it. <laughs> I can tell you all you need to know about Shrek. Jeffrey Katzenberg is an asshole, <laughs> and he was mad at Disney, yeah. and he made a what like eighty million dollar revenge <laughs> movie for for leaving Disney. And then everybody liked it because the Looney Tunes weren't around anymore to be cynical. Yes, for them, perfect. So they ha- latched onto Shrek. That's it. I think we nailed it. Yep. There's our review of Shrek. We'll never talk about it again. <laughs>